You're listening to Stagger Cast, brought to you by Stagger Gear. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Stagger Cast Shorts, where I'm sitting down with the one and only Greg Gove tonight. Thank you everybody. Please sit down. Please sit down. Thank you. <laughs> As always, stand an ovation for Greg. We're yeah. just we're just getting everything put back together from the Yankee Classic show, dude. It was busy. It was. It was. It's uh, it's 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 crazy after a few days of nonstop, you know, talking to people and shooting the shit and and uh, helping people try on gear and all that stuff. Then you come back to reality and it's just slow. Oh yeah, you know, what I mean? it's kind of weird to get adjusted, but we do enough talking at those events for. It was great. It, we yeah, it was we fantastic. met a ton of guys yeah. that we are friendly with online that mm-hmm. we finally got to meet. I mean, a lot of these guys don't, a lot of the people you meet up here don't go, go down to hunt stock. So, yeah. um, meeting a kind of a whole new crop of people and, yeah. um, they seem to be liking the pod, liking us goofballs on the podcast, yeah. and, <laughs> which I can't believe. Uh, yeah, no, it was a great show. Um, we were talking to John LaBerge. He is the owner of the show and he was telling us on Saturday, it was the all time record attendance, Wow, which I believe because on Saturday you couldn't even hardly shuffle around in there in the aisles it was so yeah. busy and i think a lot of that's to do with some of the newer you know content and and groups and stuff they brought in this year because i know yep. the last few years the show's been a little slower but uh like we were there for the first year northwoods whitetails was there they had their whole good group of guys there yep um me and your dad used to go back in the day it used to be up in st albans oh it did back in the day yeah and i've been going since i was a little kid and me and your dad used to go and they used to be the one year the skull bandit twins Skull Bandit Twins. Yeah. We used to be able to get a sleeve of free chew in there. That's how much times have changed, man. Wow. They had the American tobacco you or can't snuff give, company. You can't give away there. that stuff now, can you? <clears throat> no, but uh, it was, used to be crowded. Well, yeah, I remember going as a kid, and it would be like mobbed. It almost felt like what it was on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like I said, we were there. Uh, Northwoods Whitetails was there. Yep. Uh, Rodney and his boys were there. They had a great booth. Yep. Uh, Woodman Arms and their whole team of uh, guys that are going to be doing some content for them and, and the muzzleloader crew. So it was a good blend of some new and some old style of, of show and, and uh, groups there. So I think that's that's why it blew up on Saturday. But it was cranking. And yep. for all those that stopped in the booth and get to try some gear on and shoot the breeze with us, we appreciate you guys stopping in. It was, like I said, it was great to meet all these people that we, you know, chat with online or that are listeners of the podcast that stopped in. And we got to hear some deer stories from this past season. And you guys killed some great bucks. Holy shit. Some yeah. of the pictures you guys were showing us of the deer you killed this year is incredible. <laughs> some so. of these guys that you don't, that you meet there are like, the biggest killers and hunters, oh, yeah. greatest yeah, yeah, guys yeah. that you never will hear about. You uh-huh. know, yeah. It's it's uh there's some absolute great hunters that you just don't oh, even know for about. Sure. There, you know? For every one person that's vocal, you know, on a podcast that's yep. a good hunter, there's ten more just like them that are equal killers that just don't have any interest in you know coming on a podcast. But yep. it's great to to meet up and and hear those stories for sure. But uh, people seem to enjoy the gear so far. I mean, yeah. it's nice. It's made for tracking. It's made for moving, and that's what people seem to enjoy. Yeah. And uh, it was—it's a good opportunity to go to those shows for people that you know want to try stuff on. So we appreciate everybody swinging in and trying stuff on and getting suited up and fitted. And we were in a—we weren't in the hurt locker the way we were in Huntstock. Well, well yeah, no, with Huntstock you're dealing with the sunshine and, and the hot temperatures oh, yeah. and staying hydrated and everything else. But at least that's inside. I, honestly, I like that that format in the wintertime. It's a yeah. nice little break, you know. Huntstock phenomenal don't get me wrong but there, uh, was, there was points though where we were three four hours and we didn't stop oh yeah just hunt stocks crazy <laughs> as far as you know the temperature and then the crowds and everything yeah. else but well no i mean this past weekend too. oh yes yes yeah because we were we we had some help thank god mm-hmm. um, yep you were, yeah we brought some <laughs> we brought some help in and we needed it just uh we were yeah. in a 10 by 10 booth but it was a 
busy booth for sure this weekend. Yeah, we let the cat out of the bag a little bit on the mannequin there. I yeah, put, that was put a on you. On That's on you. Would you put up there? Well, we have this new pant that we are designing right now, mm-hmm. and it's put the picture up on Instagram. Next thing you know, it was blowing up all over. But we're <laughs> we're in the process of testing a new wool pant. Yeah. Um, that's hopefully going to be, if everything goes good, I mean, everything's been good so we're far. We're testing it right now. I've, I mean, Adam, we're running you through the ringer right now. We got about a, a year and a half into this pan as far as design and development and testing, and we're almost there. So we said, ah, this show would be a good, good time to get it out there a little bit and get yeah. some uh, people's opinion on it, see what they think. And it was well received, I think. And it's not like, it's not like your grandpa's wool pan. It's no, a new wool it's pan. A, it's combining wool. It's a new type of wool. Oh, I'll let you kind of talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we can kind of talk about it. I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to go full in on it just in case, no. you know, we decide not to move forward with it, but it's uh, definitely been promising in the testing and development phase. But yeah, we've been working on a pant and when we sat down to design it, we said, let's come up with a pant that's truly better than anything that's out there for a wool pant. Let's combine, you know, the modern world of, of technical fit and and pocket layout and all that stuff and let's bring some of that older technology like of wool um where you get the dependableness of the fabric <clears throat> so that's kind of what we did we merged the world of technical and traditional together which is what we've been doing yep and uh yeah it's a, it's a real nice pant testing's been great super comfortable to wear and uh, it's something new for it's sure it's been holding up pretty good yeah it's been holding up great and uh we'll put it this way you'd been you'd been testing it and they still the pants still look brand new on the mannequin, so I mean that's yeah that's yeah they said. they take a beating pretty good so far and uh, I've done everything but run you over which I'm I'll do when you're not looking. But there you go. I want well, to take you by surprise. Pretty much just just a small little snippet about if you're looking for some information on it. It's a uh, it's a it's kind of like a hybrid pants, like a two in one type of pant. The outer shell is made with you know fifty percent a sixty percent merino wool, real rugged wool, uh, and then kind of woven with nylon. So you get the strength of a synthetic nylon pant with the quietness of a wool pant and on the inside it's lined with 260 weight merino so you don't yep. even have to wear a base layer with it if you don't want to still a super light pant but insanely warm for um for the weight of it you know oh, yeah. compared to other yeah. wool pants out there on the market and uh there's some modern technical features like some heat dumps and some new pocket designs and everything you gotta have heat great. dumps man if you're not using heat dumps nowadays i mean if you got to it's just a, it's just a game changer. That's the thing, yeah. Once you you switch, you wear a synthetic or a technical pant that you know some big some bigger names offer, and you have those heat yeah. dumps when you're hiking up the hills and stuff. You, it's hard to go without it. So we said, well, let's bring that into a wool pant that's comfortable and checks Not, all the boxes. So that's just one thing we're working on. I mean, we've mm-hmm. got a list a mile long of stuff we're doing. Yeah, there's a lot of other stuff coming out, but that's like the only real thing we kind of leaked at the show this weekend of yep. that's coming because that's the closest to being completed as far as testing and development go. And for sure, try for to sure. try to be transparent about all the stuff we get coming out with because I mean, customer feedback and, and people's feedback is more important than anything when it comes to the development stage. You know, letting people get their hands on it, see what they think. Because like we've talked about before, some stuff that we come up with might make sense to us, but it might not make sense to a, a customer yeah. or a customer will come up with something like, Hey, why don't you think of this? And we're like, well, shit, that was kind of dumb. Why don't we think of that? Yep. Absolutely. But that's what's coming and, and uh real excited about it. So everything goes right with those. We're thinking probably June or July to have those out on the market. Yep. Speaking and, of testing gear, I mean, as the, uh, Snow Camo Vest had any more testing. Are you referring buddy? to the last shorts we did yes, about my buddy there? <laughs> yeah. I, th- I don't think he's, uh, I can confirm he still hasn't taken that vest off. He's been rocking that since he Holy since shit. he left, and I don't think he's had uh, any bad luck. I think his luck's maybe continued. You know what we need to do for him is get that back and scotch guard it just to make sure. Just to keep the stains off. <laughs> some stains on there. <laughs> if you know uh, what I mean. Oh, yeah. So 
Yeah, no, he's an animal. He's still, I think he's still having some, some good luck with that. The, still getting after it. The whitetail season's still on for him, so. Yeah. <laughs> We've been, uh, I've been chomping at the bit, man. I want to get out on the ice. I, I went uh, a little bit, but the ice has been really sketchy so far. It's, it's definitely been spotty. I see some people posting some pictures of, of fish, and uh, yep. Ethan Pike there, he's one of our, oh yeah, follows along with us and always enjoy chatting with him. He stopped in the booth this weekend. I see on social media, he's been He's been hammering. Been cracking some nice fish on the ice. So been over my neck. Congrats to you, Ethan. Uh oh. Yep. Well, there's some good ice over there, a little bit. Good ice over there. It was making ice all weekend. We're at the show, but then it warmed up. It's warming up, or it's planned to warm up here. It was too damn cold, anyways. The the hardcore guys were out ice fishing. Yeah, you got to be suited up for that. It was windy. But it was a good weekend to be inside at the show, though, that those temperatures. For for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, but. Rest assured, we're going to do, uh, we get a Shanty Shorts segment coming. Yeah, if we get enough ice here, the plan is to do some podcasts on the ice from the Shanty. Maybe yep. a couple beers involved. A couple beers. Some hanging out. Are we Are we staying on the ice? Are we, I know you got a big-ass Shanty, so we you got the click-together flooring and all that stuff. I think that'd yep. be a good time. We'd do a little video or something like that. For God's sakes, so you guys that stay overnight on the ice, bring a carbon monoxide detector yeah, because yeah. those buddy heaters are prone to failure. They'll man. kill you. And I'm surprised it hasn't happened to more people because they're everybody's putting floors in there now and everything's mm-hmm. tighter. Mm-hmm. And uh, just kind of bring a carbon monoxide detector if you're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're thinking of doing some podcasts on the ice here once it once it cools off a little bit more and we get some more ice. If you guys want to hear that, let us know. But yeah, I think it could be a good time. We'll go yep. yank some perch and have a few drinks out there. Yep. What so, do you got on your list over there, Greg? I see you looking. Well, you know, um, another thing too, Ridgeline athlete mm. Adrian Geyer. Yeah, our buddy. He's coming out with a new program. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly the name of the program. I should look it up, but uh, he is getting ready. He's getting his team together, and mm-hmm. they're going to start like a new. I think it's like a twelve week. Yeah, uh, to finish out winter to keep you keep yes. you moving through winter, so you're not getting keeping the rust off. One thing I will say about his programs is, boy, it just strengthens the hell out of your legs. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, and we got to talk to some guys at the show this weekend that been doing his programs yep. that get their ass in shape before the season and nothing but good things to say about them. So definitely if you're looking for a little bit of guidance and a, a little bit of motivation to get your ass in shape over the winter, then uh, definitely look up Adrian Geyer there and Ridgeline athlete on Instagram and his website. Cause he's got some great programs. Yep. I went up to his house a couple weeks ago. We were going mm-hmm. over his, uh, cause he ran a track pack this past season. Um, he went out to elk hunting and killing bears and killing mm-hmm. bucks and tracking bucks and, mm-hmm. He's got a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, killed some great bucks. Yeah, I mean, and he's um, he's he's kicking butt, and he's boy, that guy's got his shit together. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So slide on over to his website there and and get signed up for a program if you're looking to to do something like that. It'll definitely be worth your time and money, I think. But okay, uh, you've been doing it, Greg. You've been you can be doing it and get your ass ready for turkey season, huh? Yep, for sure, for sure. Already feeling good. I've been keeping you know doing the cardio. We go to the gym mm-hmm. um, pretty regular, so. Trying to slowly lose weight. I had to. I had to have my wife hide the scale, though. Why you scared of it? I'm not scared of it. It's just like every <laughs> every freaking day I'm checking it and like, oh, I lost a pound today. Oh, today's a good day. Or if I gained a pound, I'm like, oh, god damn it. Throw so it out was, the window. It was messing with my my head. So I'm limiting myself to once a month weigh-ins right now. So that's fair. Got one coming up February first. So yeah, I won't eat next. You don't week. want that hard love of the scale just letting it's you know what the love. fuck's it's going freaking, on all the time. You know, it's just if you're a big guy, you know what I mean. All but, right, all right. Uh, whereas you're trying to bulk up. Yeah, I'm trying to gain weight. Yep. This is my time of the year to gain weight because I dropped 10, 15 pounds during deer season, and then this is where I put it back on. So You're like a camel when you go track, and you drink a freaking gallon of water before yeah. you leave the truck. <laughs> I think I've talked about I've that on another podcast. Yeah, I'll sit there and slog a half a gallon of water or more 
yeah. and then you're pissing every minute for about two hours and then you're good. Oh, yeah. But I just can't stand carrying a loose, crankily water bottle in the woods with me. So that's why I do that. But uh, how are the turkeys doing over your way? They've been seeing some around my house. They're doing really good over our way. I mean, are you still seeing some? I mean, the winter's been pretty mild thus far, so yeah, it's I mean, good for them. The majority of the turkeys all go to farms in the winter around mm-hmm. here. I don't know what they would do without farms yeah. uh, because they just seem to all kind of congregate by the farms. But there seems to be a lot of long beards, mm-hmm. you know. Um, they're doing really good. In fact, that kind of makes me smile because I was looking back at some old videos the other day and about the time I got attacked by the turkey. Dude. I remember that. You showed me that. <laughs> I got it on video. So uh, we're we should, thinking, should yeah, we post that? We should post it on a short cause, or a YouTube on a or YouTube whatever. Short? Because yeah. it's freaking hilarious. So I'm at the, uh, I'm working with my buddy Frank and <laughs> there's a freaking hen turkey like 10 feet away. And this is after I told the story about when I blew my knee out. So I was yeah. just barely like walking again. <laughs> So there was this turkey like 20 feet away, and she's acting like tame. So I kept walking towards her. And just feeding away its lawn. Just feeding, feeding along, away yeah. along, regular turkey. Frank's, uh, boy, you're uh, you're 20 feet away. And then he goes, oh, boy. Oh, boy. You, <laughs> I kept getting closer and closer. And he goes, hey, oh, you're six feet away. And right, I got a little too close, and that bird freaking sprung into action. Jumped right at your head. Attacked my head, yeah. <laughs> I, I took a step back to like protect myself, and when I did, my knee was like, nope. Not enough strength yet, and I just crumbled. And that freaking turkey was on top of me. Old jello knee. Yeah, old jello knee. Yeah. <laughs> but that ain't the worst thing that happened to me there. That was actually at the northeast. Uh, yeah, so you used to work prison. in the prisons. Greg used to work in the prison. For anybody listening, Greg back in the day used to work in the prisons. Yeah, that ain't the worst thing that happened to me. No. I got a lot. We should have a segment called uh, Greggy's Prison well, Stories. Well, we got. Oh, we've done a segment before. Your OSHA violations have fallen through the ceiling when you were in HVAC tech. This is a major OSHA violation here. Oh no! And I think the statute of limitations has passed. But do we have a do we have a new segment? Greg's OSHA violations for the week. <laughs> Considering Everybody's my job, doing we it. might Everybody's not want to do it. that. But yeah, uh, no, I almost died in solitary confinement. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. I don't think I've heard of this one. Jesus Christ! What man. do you got? Let's so, hear it. So I was the HVAC tech for the Northeast District of Vermont, and in the prisons, in the prisons, yep. and I was doing. Um, they had had an inmate like kill himself in the in the cell, and Jesus. when he and it's kind of a gruesome story. But when he killed himself, he jumped off the table and he kicked the hot water, and it ran on his leg. And oh, the family ended up suing us, and saying you know it's the hot water's too hot as part of that. I Damn. don't know why that had anything to do with the main thing, but I was sent in to test all the water, make sure the water was within an acceptable yeah, yeah. no uh, scalding type yes, of thing. Yes, no yeah. scalding. So I'm going through minding my own business, testing the water, and. Uh, the electrician that worked at the uh, prison, Frank, one of my, like, I, I love Frank. He's an awesome dude. Mm-hmm. And we always found any excuse we could to work together. Well, he's an electrician on the HVAC <laughs> tech. So he's going through solitary and changing ballasts. They're 277 volt ballasts. Mm. And we had to, for some reason, we had to do them live. Or, or, or we could only shut them down. We could only shut off one breaker at a time or something. I don't remember quite the story, but I was taller than him. So you'd have to stand on the table inside the cell. And changed the ballast, and you had your hand up over your head. Well, we did a few. Nothing was wrong. Everything was great. And then all of a sudden, I cut into a wire, and I think maybe the wrong breaker was turned off or something. But uh, next thing you know, I cut into that thing, and I could feel the voltage going from my arm through my chest out the other arm. And I'm shaking uncontrollably. <laughs> and I'm shaking, and I'm shaking, I'm shaking. And Frank's looking at me like, hey, stop fucking around. <laughs> so the only – this is one – 
story where my body weight saved my life because my natural, I was going backwards and I was standing like up on a table, like probably four or five feet up on a table and I fell backwards. And the only reason I let go of that wire, cause it, when you, yeah, your muscles seize up, like you're getting yes. tased, everything, everything grips and it, yeah, yeah, you, you seize up and you're holding that wire. You cannot let go. Yeah. So I fell backwards and when I did, I let go of the wire. And I came down on that prison floor and anybody that's ever seen a prison cell, it's all concrete <laughs> and hard metal. And somehow Frank got dove around me and he like nestled my head as I hit, but I still hit very, very hard. <laughs> and I fucking boom. And I hit and uh, I'm laying there and me and, Fra and Frank's like thought he just killed me. <laughs> and I, I still don't know what caused it, but what did, you know, whether a breaker was turned off or something, but it was definitely our fault. Like yeah. there should have been more safety <laughs> yeah. precautions in place. So, so I'm sitting there, and I, I sit up, and there's blood in my eyes, and I sit up, and I, I say, what's burning? And he goes, <laughs> well, it turns out it was my nose hairs, I think. <laughs> I said, what's burning? And, and uh, he goes, nothing. He, and I says, and he goes, oh, shit, we're, he goes, we're in trouble. I said, get me the fuck up, and let's get out of here. So he helped me up, and I don't know how. I, I was bleeding from the ear and from the head, but and I was shaking really fucking bad. I and, bet. And so we went back to the shop and uh, we told everybody what happened. And they said, uh, and I was kind of like, I was really fucking shook up about it. Like, I was like, oh shit, I could have just died. And they get, they're like, oh, if Greg does any electrical from now on, he has to wear a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was kind of laughing and shit. But my ride home that night was, I was fucked up. Like, I was still shaking I bet. really That's bad. The, that just shocks your whole system. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally. And that night, we had family pictures scheduled. So oh, no. Did you I, go there and you get your hair standing on oh, end? Oh, everything it was like still. like you rubbed your head with a fucking balloon. Oh, I had to wipe, <laughs> wipe uh, blood out of my ear and everything and took the family pictures. Every time I look at those pictures, I'm like, that's the day I almost died right there. <laughs> Every time you touch your wife or, or son on the shoulder for the picture, you're shocking them. static. <laughs> Right uh, into the bones. That place was gnarly, man. I've got so you almost stories. died of the electric chair in prison, and you weren't even convicted. Almost died in solitary. And you weren't even convicted. No, no. Falsely. Fran old Frankie, it, it fucked him up big. So you got you got attacked by a turkey and electrocuted right right in the same spot pretty same much. Same spot, and, I, and more than that happened too, you know. Uh-huh. But oh, yeah, that's for another day. That story's for another day. We'll, we'll start a new set. Your your work violation, that's a new segment coming up. <laughs> whole new podcast. We could do a whole podcast on that alone. <laughs> that was back in the days when you didn't really. I mean, now it would have been a reportable incident. I wish I would oh, have yeah, been in there. Been, I mean, things are done right nowadays. But oh, yeah, logged and everything. I tell, just another quick story of OSHA violation. Uh, Ansel. <laughs> you got? Him and his buddy LaPierre, he, uh, they're, they're working, and they're, they're taking this big piece of sheet metal down off the shelf. Sharp-ass sheet metal. Well, they only have one set of gloves, so <laughs> they decide that it's better to just, well, I'll take a glove, you take a glove. Oh, that's fair. So teamwork. they each had one teamwork. glove on. Yeah, yeah, teamwork. Yeah. Well, the thing slips immediately. Pierre grabs the thing and about cuts his fucking oh, hand yeah. off. Sheet metal is rugged. Oh, they almost got fired for that one, but <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> but no, it's a... Uh, I've got a, I've got a few good stories. That's like you that. and I when we're double teaming a deer together on the on the track. You got one glove on, I got the other. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gave you that back that merino glove from Massachusetts. Oh yeah, that thank you. Big... Left that was a big big fine thing. It's still sitting <laughs> in my office. Yeah. No, uh, the only way, the only thing that's going to kill me hunt with you is a heart attack because sometimes you go fast. You go along pretty good though for a bigger guy. You get along good. In no, the woods. but you if get you're going, you don't stop. If you're telling me like get around him like you did with uh, big. Sexy. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm standing there yelling at you through the radio. I'm gonna put my hand over the mic. Get over there, Greg. 
get the fuck over there. And I'm trying. He's coming for the cot. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we almost got that deer. He disappeared. Uh, big sexy yeah. update. Yeah. Oh yeah, big sexy update. I think we're closing the final. I, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but I think we're finally closing the chapter yep. on Big Sexy as far as where he's at and how he's doing. We think he came down with an infection or something. Maybe got eaten by coyotes over the, this past summer because we had a picture of him in June. He was beautiful in June. Looked good. He just had giant, giant, giant spikes. Yep. And since then, not a single picture. That and was it. that deer was clockwork on from like November 1st to November 4th on this particular scrape the last three, four years. Yep. That deer was clockwork on it. We're like, well, maybe he's just doing a big loop or something. He's going to come back during the rut. Never showed back up. And then Greg um, is friends with a lady that lives in the area that has her own little feed yard and yep. the yard up in her backyard. She gets some, some woods around there and all the deer in that particular area kind of gravitate there. And she still hasn't, at last time you talked to her, she still hadn't nope. seen big sexy, right? He hadn't shown up yet. Yep. So and it, I did, I didn't tell you, but I did get one more picture of him in like July. And I think almost think I'll have to show it to you, but almost think he looked a little skinnier. Did you? I haven't seen so, that one then. Was yeah, it just I'll like, is it like a crappy picture? You can't really see no, a lot. It's a bit whole video oh, no, kidding. Scrape, I didn't know. He looked maybe healthier July. In, Ju- in June than he did in July. Yeah. And in, in June, he's sitting there hitting the scrape. Like it's November and he looks good. And oh yeah. Big old velvet spikes on him, but she's it's, already got that lady's already got gremlin there. The big eight pointer. That's that kind of moved into that area. Yep. He's a younger dude. He's probably only three or four, but he's, he's actually a great a buck. Nine pointer. Yeah, she's got his sheds, and then there's another one that we thought was gremlin. That's not. Yeah, the no brow six pointer. That's just a tank. Which I think yeah. you posted on your Instagram a picture of him yep. daylight crossing that skid trail right there. Oh yeah, it's a big crossing. One thing I've learned though about with game cameras and like with people that feed deer in Maine and stuff is, for every buck you think there is, there's there's probably oh, five man. bucks. Oh yeah. Like there's so many more deer than you even know. about. I mean, you think about the, the times you go check a camera when there's snow and the amount of tracks that are five feet behind your camera, and yep. you, you think. Like that's another thing we've talked about in podcast four of, of not getting so spun out by trail cameras. The amount of deer that walk behind your trail camera, even though you got it on that community scrape, yep. a lot of time those deer will just you know swing through the area, just scent check it, and you'll never get a picture of them. You'll be like, I'm not going in there. It hasn't been a deer through there in a week. Yep. You get a little bit of snow that's a tell-all, and I've tracked bucks before that have gone by or near my cameras, and uh, like sure as shit, like oh he's going right to that scrape. Sweet, I'm gonna have a picture of him. Yep. And then you go up there, and he's gone five six feet behind the camera, right next to the tree. And that's just the way it goes. And that's one thing with like tracking Mongo was really evident. Like where all the deer went, he went 10 feet to the right. Yep. So maybe some of them big boys don't ever go down that yeah, big trail. It's true. They so. just hang off the side. I mean, they know they've been hunted. They get that big and that old. They've been hunted for sure. This is a good time of year to like, I love getting up Saturday morning, get up before everybody else, have a coffee, put YouTube on. Mm. There's so much to catch up on right now. Oh, some yeah. good, really good videos been yep. watching lately. Yeah. A lot and, of groups are putting out some videos. I see Warner and Whitetails put out his, uh, his main video last night, watch that. Great video, nice buck. And yep. then Northwoods has been putting out some content. BWB's been putting out some good content. Uh, Adirondack Bucks Beyond, they got some good videos out. Yep. And uh, a bunch 80K of people. Cowboys. I'm missing 80K Cowboys. 100 Bobs, 150-inch buck there. That was, a, that was a cool video. I talked to somebody about them this weekend. I don't know who it was, but because 80K Cowboys videos are usually a little bit of footage in the woods yeah. after the kill mm-hmm. and then followed by the, the drag out and the party. The drag party, which is, yeah awesome yeah and they're like so i he said somebody had talked to him and said are you guys gonna like ever have like a cameraman or anything they're like no we're Never. just keeping it the, exactly the yeah. same don't I, I hope they don't change that's Me a special too. part of their videos is just them in, in their raw form which is awesome yeah there's no sure. fabrication nothing made up there with them it's all which is what you get with those boys and they're good dudes absolutely so for uh, sure but no uh 
things are going good other than that we got a busy 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 spring summer mm -hmm. winter ahead of us i'm looking forward to getting into spring doing some turkey hunting some fishing i mean winter's cool and all i know we do some ice fishing here soon but i'm a i'm, I'm a fair I'm weather guy turkey. you know what i mean yeah i'm looking to turkey right now big yep. time cause there ain't much for snowmobiling going on right now i mean you can do some riding but it's uh yeah. it's tough trails are getting pounded on the weekends and yeah. snow is melting for sure for but sure so what else oh. we got we got some oh we got trivia obviously oh, this yeah. is a shorts we gotta we gotta do a trivia so for all you guys that have been participating, we finally get all the rest of the uh, potato pile consolation prizes mailed out the other day. So if you haven't got yours yet, uh, you'll probably be getting it this week. It just took us a while. We had 200-something consolation prizes to mail out, and it took us a while to get through them all yep. and, and package it up and shipped out. So if you haven't got yours yet, stay tuned. Probably be in your mailbox this week. And uh, then last time, last episode was the – reintroduction of deer in vermont we said yes. what how many deer was it and what town it was by and what year yep and uh that filled out pretty quick so if, if that one was a little slower than the potato pile buck because i think it was more research you had to do yeah still had a lot of answers from that one and and those were for some fingerless gloves and the first one was for some vests but this one what are we going to give away this time greg we're going to do what do you want to do give away that new t-shirt that we just oh out. yeah i should say that yeah for people that didn't get to the yankee we you know, we like to do a fun little t-shirt every once in a while. We did the Dragon one and Tracker's Delight and all that stuff. And we just did another one that we released at Yankee. And we'll have them up on the website soon. But it's called the Truck Buck. And it's actually an artist rendition of Gandalf in the back of a Tacoma. Yep. So it's a cool shirt. And uh, we'll have that up on the website. But for people that want to do the trivia this week, we're going to give out, what do we want to do, two or three of them? Let's do three of them. We'll what do the three hell? of them. Yeah. Three t-shirts, three of the new Truck Buck t-shirts, and uh, the first three people to message us on the StaggerCast Instagram page. I just have to remind everybody because I know I said that on the last one, but StaggerCast Instagram page, not the Stagger Gear page and not the Facebook pages. Uh, it's just easier to keep track of everything on the StaggerCast Instagram page. So hit us up on there. If you're not following along with us on there, please do. But for this week, our trivia question and I guess maybe you should give a little backstory on this about Boone and Crockett. It's a Boone and Crockett question. Mm -hmm. So in order to make lifetime Boone and Crockett, it has to be 170 net score, right? Net score, yeah. Net score. Yep. So the question for this week, how many total deer in Vermont have met the Boone and Crockett standards and are registered in the Boone and Crockett book? So this is the 170 mark. There is a 160 in a 160 to 170 bracket, that's what, three-year Boone and Crockett, I think it I is? I think, yeah, you're in for a little bit, and then you're, you're Yeah, in a, but the lifetime is 170 and up. So how many lifetime Boone and Crockett entries does Vermont have for typical and non-typical combined? And the first okay. three people to shoot us a message on StaggerCast Instagram page, win yourself a truck buck shirt, which has a Boone and Crockett buck drawn on it. Let me count on mine. Um, yeah, zero for me. In Vermont? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still chasing that. I mean, I'm surprised by the number in Vermont that have been registered Boone and Crockett. I thought it was going to be less than it is. So, What's a what's considered a good buck in Vermont? 100 inches? Like a like a trophy. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think 100. If you're killing a 100-inch buck every year, you're doing something in Vermont. In Vermont. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. If you're killing a record book buck every year, you're really doing something in Vermont, which is Vermont standard is 110 compared to New Hampshire's. That's 120 for rifle. Yep. Yeah. was talking to one of the guys at the Classic, and he's like, damn, wish they would have reintroduced him with Maine deer back then. Mm. Then we'd have a bunch of Maine slobs running around in Vermont, yep. you know? Yeah, just to keep that northern strain genetic around. Yeah. Those know. Virginia deer, though, probably more, they're probably more suited to, like, our agriculture yeah, stuff agree. around here. But mm -hmm. you say agriculture, but every day more farms are going out of business. So It's true. But, I mean, there was more field and stuff back then than there was now. But, yeah, yeah I mean... 
for sure. Yeah, Vermont, yeah, I would say that's that's. Well, I mean, there was an abundance of deer down there back then, so yep. that's what it had to had to come from. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's pretty crazy. You still see the reverberation effects of you know those smaller genetic deer compared to you know Maine and stuff like that. Oh but, yeah, no, but no, that's. I cool. like seeing in northern Vermont every couple every like you see a couple every year they get shot that you can still see has that old northern genetic oh, in yeah. it that dropped that came out of Canada or Maine or northern New Hampshire. You know, and you know they're feeding down in like there's oh, bucks yeah, that yeah, are yeah. migrating down in. Yeah, oh, yeah, deer and, come from Canada all the time. I was up uh shit two years ago. I was up north. What is it, Norton, right there? That's yep. on the top, or is it Canaan? What is it right there? Uh, if you're in the northeast if you're section, heading, if you're heading to Pittsburgh through Vermont, and you're going through the Northeast Kingdom, past Island Pond, all the way up right there on the border. Fuck, I can't. I is it uh, Victory Norton? Bloomfield. I can't remember. I'd have to look on the map. But there's a there's a Border Patrol check-in station right there, and I'm yep. driving back from Pittsburgh one night heading to our camp at Island Pond, and this absolute smasher was coming out of Canada where the road runs right along it right yep. there. He's coming out of Canada down into Vermont. I was like, that's that's sweet. I mean, he's right around some houses, but yep. just a giant tank of a buck coming out of Canada down into Vermont, over 200 for sure. But Holy shit, yeah. Pretty cool. Happens yeah. every day. Anyway, so uh, if you get the answer to that trivia, hit us up, StaggerCast Instagram page. You got anything else to add this week, Greg, for the short? I don't think so. No. Right. I'm still here, and we're going to do a full length next week. Yep, and we'll we got some out. we got some pretty cool guests coming. We uh, we talked to uh, Dustin Patilio. Mm. He's going to be on soon. Yep, yep. Um, his art is absolutely. I mean, yep. he was sitting there painting at the show. He had all his stuff there. Yeah, crazy how talented um, that guy is. He's oh my god! I said, dude, you got more talent than anybody in this whole place combined. You know, combined, <laughs> just unbelievable what yep. he can do for sure. Um, we got him. We got a bunch of other people coming up, and we got a pretty good, pretty good mm-hmm. uh, schedule. So. Keep putting them out and keeping content flowing Stick and yeah we us. get more videos coming too we know i dropped my uh that giant buck i tracked in maine from that first or second week of the main season i just released that video so if you haven't seen that yet go on the stagger youtube channel that was the biggest buck i've ever tracked in maine yep. the foot on that thing is incredible and you get to see it in that video just never caught him but, isn't that uh, funny though like you tracked that buck mm. we went in there the next day mm-hmm. with snow and it was like there was never a deer in there ever because well, you've been snow. on a track. Well, that one, but yeah. like after that, it was well, no I mean, it snowed hard that whole night. We yep. got six inches overnight there, and then uh, just so deceiving. Like if you'd have gone in there on that day, you'd just say, "Ah, oh, there's only a small buck in here." Mm-hmm. But really, there's yeah, they're just running loops. Walking they're around. running loops. I'm gonna have a, some cameras in there this year. To see, I want to see that buck. Me too. That's the biggest footed buck I've seen. Well, I got that camera not far from there. What? Probably a mile. Probably a mile. Flies? Yeah, across the valley, across the river. But that's probably deader than. It's been up on a tree right for now. shit. Since September. I changed the batteries last turkey season. Turkey season. Yep. Oh, yeah, because we didn't go in there because it's clogged, uh, logged, yep. uh, closed off for logging right now. Yep. So I should have a little bit of rut action. Yeah, I would think so. And you're probably going to have some hunters because people kind of figured that area out. Well, yep. uh, maybe not, though, with the logging cutoff. So maybe there is some exactly. deer that survived and hung in there. Yeah. As long as they didn't cut your tree, the tree down that your camera's on. I know they're working up that mountain there. Yep. Yep. Hopefully not. Bought my uh, dog some moose uh chews from anjo yeah, yeah i got mine mine one too yeah mine went fucking nuts <laughs> he was going ape shit for the oh, horns <laughs> so my my husky chewed the shit out of it they were trying to get to that like bone marrow yeah, or whatever it is in there and she she did all the hard work my golden watched her do it like mm-hmm. get it all opened up and then golden went in and took over mm-hmm. got all the gravy out of it yeah <laughs> so i told andrew i said what are you sprinkling crack on those things <laughs> <laughs> But he's good shit. Uh, he is good shit. I always look forward to talking to him. Yeah. Anyways, I guess we'll wrap it up this week, and uh, we'll check back in next week with a full-length episode. Appreciate you tuning in. Take part in the trivia. Get your answers in. The earlier you listen to it, the better off you are winning. So we will see you guys on the next episode. See you later.
standing ovation for you to end it. Thanks for coming, everybody. Drive safe. (laughs) All right, guys. See you later. You're listening to StaggerCast, brought to you by Stagger Gear.